1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your everyday life. This week, we'll talk about establishing a weekly power hour and discuss how identifying whom we most envy helps us to know ourselves better. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature, I'm in New York City and with me is my sister of the sage, Elizabeth Kraft, who's my happiness guinea pig and questioner.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And despite the fact that I often feel like the Oscar to Gretchen's Felix, she does <laughs> make me happier.
1: All right, Elizabeth, let's begin. We're going to start with a suggestion you can try at home. And this week, our try this at home tip is to institute a power hour. Now. I came up with the idea of Power Hour because I wanted a way to have a habit of dealing with the non-recurrent, diverse, annoying tasks that just kept crowding onto my to-do list but that just never got done you know there was nothing urgent about them they didn't have to get done so week after week would go by and i would just never get them done but how do you have a habit of doing something that really you only have to do once you only have to get fix the office chair one time so i decided i was going to set aside one hour because one hour seems manageable even to me one hour once a week for power hour when i would tackle as many items on that list as i could
0: Uh, I think this is a great idea. It's something I could really use because I have, I mean, I have so many of those tasks that that I don't even think of them as tasks. I just think of them as things that will never happen. Like are the light bulb in our bathroom. I mean, it's been out probably two and a half years. I mean, it just wouldn't even occur to me to to do it, you know, and I think um, not only would a power hour be good for me, it'd be great to do with Adam. Like yeah. it's like, we need a couple's power hour where we do things that like we need to do as a couple. Yeah. You know, like clean the garage. Well, I guess that's really more like a power two days yeah. that would take. Right. But again, it's something that will never happen if, you know, if we don't set aside time. But yeah, this idea that this time is devoted just to these little tasks that build up and build up and build up. I, I think that's great. And I love the name Power Hour.
1: Well, and the fact is, is that something that can be done at any time is often done at no time because you always think, well, I'll get around to it. Uh, But you never feel like getting around to it. Um, And really, it's those tasks that you never start that exhaust you the most because they just build up and they drain you. And every time you look in the bathroom and you see that light burned out, it sort of bums you out. But there's no plan for tackling it. So it just festers.
0: Yeah, you know what this also reminds me of, Gretch. Is, uh, Jane Espenson, who's a very talented TV writer in a, here in LA. She on Twitter does these things called writing sprints. And she's, and she started it a while back and she'll just out of nowhere say, okay, writing sprint at the top of the hour, do whatever project you want to do for an hour without interruption. It doesn't have to be writing. It could be knitting. It could be cleaning the kitchen. It could be editing. It could be anything. And it's like this focused time and people really get excited about it and jump in and do it. And it's kind of started this Twitter phenomenon in Los Angeles, at least.
1: Well, and then and then the thing is, the idea that you're like you're doing it like as a couple or you're doing it with these other people, it's sort of that could also give it more power. Um, but I think one of the things um, about it also is that a lot of them actually don't take that long. That's part of what's gratifying when you start is a lot of these. I had a, I had one thing that took like forty-five seconds that I had been waiting for like six months to do because I just kept putting it off and putting what it off. What was it? Oh, I, it was some it was some you know na- complex email related to I don't even know what. But it was just like I just had to focus enough to like put put it into words and look at the person's email and and then when it was done, I just felt this huge sense of relief. Or, you know, one thing is like making an album out of my digital photos. I mean, you know, if I, I just can let that go and let that go, and month after month after month goes by, but, you know, if every once in a while I do it, then I then also, first of all, I remember how to do it, which is kind of taxing for me, so it's easier, and it's just not such a huge task if I, if I do it periodically, but there's never a cue to do it. I have to decide to do it, and that's why it goes into Power Hour. Oh, but here's something I wanted to tell you that's cool about the name Power Hour. It's an example of what's called the fluency heuristic, which is that... Ideas that are easier to remember or say seem more valuable, which is why power hour sounds like more fun than to-do list time, because to-do list time just sounds boring. But power hour has kind of a nice ring to it. Yeah, it
0: sounds like you're taking charge and you're going to just pummel that hour into submission. (laughs) Yeah, yes.
1: So let us know if you do try this at home and whether having your own power hour makes a difference. And what did you do with your power hour? Post about your power hour at the Gretchen Rubin Facebook page. You can also send me a tweet at Gretchen Rubin to Elizabeth at Elizabeth Craft or drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
0: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen.
1: Elizabeth, now it's time to talk about a question that will help you know yourself better. And this week, the question is, whom do you envy now this is an uncomfortable question because envy is not a pleasant emotion but it turns out that envy is actually very helpful because it helps to shine a spotlight on something that sometimes we try to hide from ourselves like we don't want to admit that we feel envy and if you really confront that envy though it can really tell you something useful about yourself because if Envy means that somebody has something that you wish you had. And when you know that, then you can ask yourself, well, is there a way that I could have that thing too? That envy is shining a spotlight on something in my life that I feel like is missing or there's some kind of gap or loss. And so it's unpleasant to feel it, but it's helpful.
0: Hmm. Well, I, okay, this one is going deep because this is you know sort of an embarrassing reveal. Who do you envy? whom do you envy? Yeah, it is. It's- uh, so I can't wait to hear yours, but um I'll give up mine. Uh-huh. Which it's uh, it's a pa- it's a past person. It's uh let me take you back to 1997.
1: Oh, it's very specific. It is. Well, <laughs> you
0: know, The View debuted in 1997. Barbara Walters <laughs> As we all know. Up. Five di- as we all know five different women with five different points of view, you know, talking and I watched the debut episode, and there was this girl, Debbie Matenopoulos, was on the show. She was probably about twenty years old. I think she maybe just graduated from NYU or something. And I was so envious of her ah. being on that show. Ah. And I, not as if I'd ever done anything in my life, by the way, toward being a talk show host. I mean. Right whatsoever but as soon as i saw her i was like filled with rage i called mom i'm like did you watch the view don't you think i'd be better than debbie Matinopoulos on that show
1: of course she thought i was crazy but by the way you would be amazing at that like that you would be you would be and back then you would have been too you would have been great on that show well
0: i don't think so i would i don't i don't think so at least debbie Matinopoulos had been trained and you know reading a teleprompter (laughs) but Anyway, it's funny because when I think about it now, it really highlighted at least that I wanted to be in entertainment, you know, ah. and years later I ended yeah. up moving to LA and et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, I can still feel that just sort of that you know, envy of her yeah. and yeah. her hot topics.
1: No, it's like an angry desire is, is, envy. yes. I mean, I, I have a very I have a very specific one, and it was actually super useful to me. So I started out in law, and I was actually clerking for Sandra Day O'Connor. So I had this great law job, and um, and I was starting to think, but all those those clerkships last a year, so I had to figure out what I was going to do next, and. I, I sort of didn't know what I wanted to do next. I'd come to the end of, like, all the obvious things that you do. And uh, and I was reading that my alumni magazine, you know, your college sends you that, yes, that periodic yes. alumni thing that has the notes where everybody explains what everybody's up to. And what I noticed about myself is that when I read about people who had interesting legal jobs, I felt this kind of mild interest. And when I read about people who had interesting writing jobs, I felt sick, uh-huh. just sick with envy. And, and like, I mean, I had no reason to, I mean, I wasn't, I had never been a journalist. Like I had never written a book proposal. Um, and yet for me, as I was trying to figure out what to do next, that was a big red flag because I was like, the people that I envy are the ones that have something that I want. And yeah. even though it doesn't seem to really make sense, There's a clue there. Just like for you, it was a clue about well, where what kind of area do I want to be in? I mean, there's just it's full of information because you don't randomly envy people. And also, it's interesting. Like you envy the person who is close to you in age. You envy people that you identify with. And so, it's not like you envy Donald Trump. You know, you envy somebody who's kind of within your grasp. That's who we compare ourselves to: is people who are comparable to ourselves. And um, and so this envy really. Is an important clue.
0: Yeah, it's like, how can you take that and turn it into something positive? Yes. Um, as opposed to just sort of that bad feeling of self hatred and hatred toward the, the object yeah, of envy yeah. as well.
1: Well, and that's exactly, I think, with all the know yourself better questions, which is like, okay, if you know something about yourself, then you can do something differently and you can think about it. Like a friend of mine was very she was always um, kind of mean um, about talking about this woman in the office who planned all these exotic trips and went on all these things and was talking about them all the time as people do. And and this woman was like really sort of very snarky about it. And then, you know, of course, over the course of years, what turned out was that naturally she was eaten up with envy and she wanted to have exotic travels and plan all these cool trips and nothing was stopping her she could have done it too and eventually she was like oh yeah i could do this like i just need to get myself organized to make some plane reservations um but sometimes it's easier to just kind of be snarky and snipe at somebody as a way of kind of denying those negative feelings rather than saying okay what am I going to do about it? Is there something that I actually... If, I, if I'm angry because this person has a lot of free time, is there a way I can have more leisure? If I'm angry because this person gets to play tennis every week, is there a way I could play tennis every week? It just helps you figure out kind of a roadmap. Another way to reach us is to leave a voicemail question for me and Elizabeth at 774-277-9336 or, easier to remember, 77 happy three three six. Gretchen,
0: it's time for a listener question. This came to us from Tony in L.A. Hi, Gretchen and Elizabeth. I wanted to ask, I get a lot of happiness out of helping my neighbor. She's older and uh, needs help going to the doctor and things like that. And I wondered if there's any science behind happiness and helping others. Love the podcast. Thanks.
1: Well, this is a great question because he has put his finger on something that is profoundly important about happiness, which is that one of the best ways to make ourselves happy is to make other people happy. And it is a pleasure, a gratification that we never tire of. There's just something about making other people happy that is enormously satisfying to us. But the funny thing is that often people will sort of act like that's a bad thing. Like, oh, well, you can't do anything for somebody else because it's going to make you feel good. So in the end, everything is selfish. But to me, I'm like, the fact that people are made happier when they make other people happier is like the best thing about human nature.
0: Well, not to mention anyone who's happier tends to make people around them happier. So it is contagious. Yes. Happiness. Yes. Or sadness, yes. right? And right.
1: Emo- yeah, that's called emotional contagion. We pick up emotions from each other. So you're exactly right. Happier people tend to make people happier. And, you know, when I see somebody doing something virtuous for somebody else, it makes me happier just to see it, but if it's especially if it's me. Um, and I'm sure that Tony gets enormous satisfaction from the fact that he's being helpful, that he's making someone else happier, making someone else's life easier. But here's an interesting thing. I think a lot of us understand that one of the best ways to make ourselves happier is to make other people happier. But it's just important, what you touched on, that one of the best ways to make other people happier is to be happy ourselves. And so worrying about our own happiness, sometimes people feel like that's selfish and, and uh, self-absorbed. But when we're happier, we're more able to turn outward and think about other people and to worry about their problems. Happier people are more altruistic. And so if you're happier, you're probably more likely to do things like help out your neighbor. Because if you're less happy, you're going to be more preoccupied with your own problems.
0: Thanks, Tony, for being our very first caller. We really appreciate it. Uh, and to everyone yeah, else. everybody. I mean, we've gotten a ton of response yes. from people on Twitter and voicemail and on email. email. Yeah, so Facebook. It's been great. We love it all.
1: Yes, 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 yes. If you'd like Elizabeth and me to answer your question on a future show, here's the number to call, 774-277-9336. That's 77-HAPPY-336.
0: Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen that's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Well, Gretchen, I think I'm starting this week with a happiness demerit and it involves my iPhone and me being a complete idiot. So a few days ago, my phone went black, and that was it. It was gone. Um, of course, like I flew into a panic and I drove to the Verizon store immediately. and they couldn't revive it., oh. yeah, so my phone is 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 dead. And I have to get a new phone. And I'm going through that. And as I'm going through it, I say to the guys, so then you'll just put my old information onto this new phone. And he was like, no. Well, he goes, do you have it backed up? And I said, no, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) That's not a question you want to hear if you're not expecting it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, "Uh
0: I don't think I'm backing it up. (laughs) And he's like, well, then we can't get the information unless the phone turns on. And so, of course, I had, I mean, I, I did refrain from like screaming and shouting and going into complete whirling dervish mode. But I got very upset because, of course, I have all of my photos and videos of Jack for like the last two years on the phone. Oh, that's so... And being... And again, my 100% my fault. I never figured out how to download them. I never figured out how to back them up. Um, And I could have easily asked Adam and he would have done it. It's just I didn't. So, of course, he wasn't going to think about it power hour Uh, yeah that's exactly I need to put that in my power hour but so it was sad and and I was also just such an idiot the guy actually asked me if I he was explaining something to me and he goes well have you ever heard of Bluetooth. And I was like, Oh my God, I am that big of an idiot standing in this store that everyone just heard this guy ask me if I've ever heard of Bluetooth. So I, I you know, it, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, in the back of your mind yes. that it could, this catastrophe could be out there, but you don't let yourself look at it because you don't want to deal with it. And so there you have it. I have a new phone. I am starting over from scratch on the pictures. I am going to take my old phone to some, you know, wizard person. The guy told me about who maybe can retrieve my pictures, maybe can't. Um, Certainly it'll be a, you know, a high cost, like hundreds of dollars, but it is what it is. I, I did it and I, and I can't take it back now.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I'm sorry. That is such a bummer. Uh uh. Well here, can I let me let me take you to a happier place. Yes. let's let's go Please to the world do. of gold stars. And put that in the past. So this is a gold star I want to give to da- our dad, our father, um, who has these kind of mantras that he lives by and yes, uh, he does. and uh, one is energy, um and one is enjoy the process. And he says this all the time, enjoy the process. And I have to say, the as I get older and older and presumably slightly wiser, I realize how wise this is and how enjoy the process is such an important thing to keep in mind. And I was reminded of it because I'm doing the preparation for my younger daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, Eleanor's birthday party. And there's something just curiously, incredibly enervating about children's birthday parties. I don't know what it is. It just like sucks the life out of you. (laughs) And she wanted to have it at home. It's a hangout party. So we have to do everything. And, you know, so it's like numerous errands. And um, But that can't go on power hour because power hour is only for things that can be postponed indefinitely. So if there's something that has a hard stop, like an airplane ticket or planning to go to a conference or planning a birthday party, it's not power hour because it has to be done. So uh. but so we were going to the store to pick out the, the plates, the napkins, the cups, uh, the party bags, you know. And um my my yeah. instinct is like to have a list and check it off and try to get in and out as fast as possible and be incredibly efficient and like try to go to as few places as possible. And I it struck me as I was there, I'm like, I am really being a killjoy right now. Like for her, a big part of the pleasure of this is this part. Like she loves this store in our neighborhood where they, you know, have they have all they sort of have everything. Um, one of these weird New right. York City stores where it's just like a little bit of everything. And I thought, you know, really when you're a little kid or you when you're an adult, you look forward to something and then it kind of just comes and goes. It's like it's never like such an epic event as it was in your imagination. And so a big part of the pleasure of her, for her in the party is the lead up to it, is choosing these things and thinking about what we're going to do. The, right. or getting organized and setting up the little chairs and stuff. And so I really like dialed back my, you know, type A Let's, let's get it get done so uh-huh. and i was like let's let, let's look at every possible paper plate option. Let's look at every single thing you could put in the <laughs> gift bag. Let's look, let's go over here and look at the candles and let's look at the, you know, everything, everything because i thought, you know, enjoy the process. It's not just about right getting through and crossing the finish line of the party but really enjoying all of it and, you know, with my older daughter Eliza when she was little, it was all about picking the decoration on an ice cream cake uh, and they had like they had like a catalog in the store and they had a whole thing online and I mean she spent hours and you know same thing like that was the fun part for her
0: you know right getting the plan enjoying the process yeah
1: so sometimes what you think is the fun part isn't really the fun part and the fun part is you know going to the drugstore and buying all that stuff so enjoy uh-huh. the process <laughs> picking out and, plates. picking out the plates enjoy the process <laughs>
0: Well, gold yes. started dad and gold to <laughs> you
1: for remembering dad's wisdom and putting it into action. Right, at the right moment. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember, try this at home. Have a weekly power hour and let us know if it works for you.
0: Our producer is Henry Malofsky. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please tell us what you think of the show. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes and post a review. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: This podcast is part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. Grutch, I know from my own experience that baby-making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception
1: aid.